This is podcast 185 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today is all about strengthening our intuition with our very special guest, Dr. Joy Martina. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method, and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food, it's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. Hope you're doing well today. I'm super excited about this episode because it is a topic that I love, our intuition. And it is kind of a two-part episode. So if you're listening to this first, you also want to be tuning in to the next episode, 186, because both of those episodes are going to teach you everything about intuition and how to use intuition in your food choices. So today we have a general intuition expert, Dr. Joy Martina, who studied the biology, the anatomy, the neuroscience about intuition. And then 186 is going to be Evelyn Triboli, which is the leader in the field of intuitive eating, the mentor that I've studied with so that I can teach intuitive eating in the context of nutrition. So two-part episode, listen to this one, and 186. Now, the reason why I'm excited is because ultimately the going to beyond the food method, when we look at what's at the end of it, is intuition. It's for you to tap to that innate body wisdom. And you'll hear Dr. Martina talk about that throughout the podcast. She names it consciousness, I think, but it's that body wisdom that we all have within us, that body dieting, that diet culture, that body shamings takes away from us. When we adhere to a diet from an external, external expert, a book, a program, a way of eating, a trend, we are actually saying to our body wisdom, to our intuition, I don't trust you. I need this expert in my life to tell me what to eat because you wisdom, you do not know what to do. And by doing that for many, 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 many years, like most of us have in this community, literally that power, that fire inside of us, that intuitive power that all of us have gets really, really low. So we need to rekindle it. And that's what the Going to Beyond the Food Method does in the context of food, in the context of body image, in the context of relationship to ourselves. We rekindle that intuitive power that we all have. And that's why the end part of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy, kind of our level one program, is intuitive eating, right? So we build, build, build. And this is what Dr. Martina is going to take you. How do we build this reconnection to our intuitive power? Just a quick note on the going to be on the food method. We are currently registering for the spring cohort, our group 
until April 26. So just want to be sure that it's on your radar if you wanted to step in to your intuitive power and learn to re-engage with food and your body in a completely different perspective. Now, our guest today, Dr. Joy Martina, is a psychic psychologist, and she specializes in high-level intuitive intelligence training. And in her book, Five Steps to Strengthen Her Intuition, she teaches the basic of how to reconnect. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to cover what intuition is and what it's not, because no, Intuition is not a tarot reader in the back end of the country that you go see. Intuition is something that we have within us. So we're going to go through that. Then she's going to take us through the five step, very simple step to strengthen the connection to your intuition. She's going to talk about why being in a state of joy and happiness is actually the fuel for your intuition. And then she's going to teach us a really cool exercise that we do with our index finger right before eating to help us calm down and actually tap in to our intuitive eating power. And finally, we're going to go through another fun exercise that's called 100 times a day. Yes. I'm not going to say more. I'm going to let you tune in to the interview to learn what this is about. Are you ready, sister? Let's do this. Welcome to the show, Joy. Hello and welcome to you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited to have you and I'm very excited for the listener, the experience that we're going to have together listening to, I'll call her Joy, but Dr. Joy Martina, because intuition is a center point of what we teach in the going to be on the food method. And I strongly believe that you're going to be able to reconnect many women with their intuition. So let's start at the beginning point. What the heck is intuition? And is it like the old-fashioned way? In your book, you talk about going to a tarot card reader, right? That's not what we're talking about here today. (laughs) No, we are talking about actually the highest form of intelligence, according to Albert Einstein himself. And it's a form of wisdom that we all have within. It's something we're born with. It's a highest form of knowledge that we can attain to know what's really right for us. And that's parallel to what we teach when you take our program, which is intuitive eating, right? It's that in science, in neuroscience, we call it introceptive awareness, that thing that we can't measure that's inside of us, but that know what we should eat and should not eat. That's the exact same thing we're talking here today. Absolutely. And we can take that throughout all areas of life. It's knowing who to connect with, who not, (laughs) what to say yes to, what to say no to. So I think really the key to happiness in general lies within our connection to our intuition, because when we're connected to ourselves and we know what's right for us, we step out of that state of confusion, that state of disconnect, and that state of usually judging ourselves and shaming ourselves and blaming ourselves and, you know, feeling usually pretty frustrated and confused and uh, done, right? And when we connect to intuition, we just know it's, you see, I think there's a lot of confusion around what intuition is because we have so many voices going on in our heads the whole time. So, you know, we hear, follow your heart, (laughs) Uh, follow your intuition, but how the hell do you know which voice that is? Isn't that so? 
Absolutely. And that's what you're going to help us tap into today. Yes. Let's do just that. So let me ask you this. Is there a truth in saying that we are wired as women to tap, listen, and follow our intuition? We are as women and as men. Both. I think the reason why we think women have an easier time connecting their intuition per se is because usually as women, we have an easier time connecting to our feelings. And feelings are our guideposts along the way to connect to our intuition. But the problem that I'm, I've been seeing for decades now, working with so many different people from so many different walks of life and countries and cultures, is that we have usually such strong programming to do the exact opposite. So we're told emotions are something that are kind of dangerous. <laughs> you shouldn't show them too much. You don't want to look like derailed and insane and emotional and unstable. So what we've learned to do is we've learned to suppress emotions and actually see them as kind of the inner demons. But when I teach my clients and students to connect to their emotions and see, okay, emotions are nothing more than energy in motion in the body. That's all emotions are. And when we see them just as that, we can take that crucial tiny little step out and say, okay, what am I feeling right now? And not judge it and say, okay, I'm feeling a little mad, a little sad, maybe a little this, a little that. Interesting. And then I could say even, have I felt this way before? (laughs) And if I do that, I am actually making a crucial step towards being I call it a conscious person, a person who's awake, someone who's tuned into themselves, tuned into intuition, because you see these emotions just come up usually because somebody, usually from the outside, has pushed a button. Some event has happened. Something has triggered this surge of emotions that usually just reminds us of something in the past because that's how our brains are wired. We're like this huge database going back into the past saying, okay, where did I experience something like that? And what did I make it mean? (laughs) Yes. And I want to add to this, let's get into a little bit of emotional eating. But when you look at the science of emotional eating and the experience around emotional eating is that we make that connection to the past and we make it mean this emotion more than it really is. And then we can't bear the suffering around this. So we go and reach out to food to make us feel better for this short amount of time. Yeah, because it's such a quick fix. I mean, let's face it, there's food everywhere. It's, it's legal. So easy nowadays to just, I'll just, just grab something, it'll give me that quick dopamine high, I will feel better, and I don't have to deal with that ugh stuff. So that's even how far I take the definition of the word fat. I think fat is nothing else than just baggage, it's stuff. It's stuff that we're carrying with us, usually from the past, and things that we just haven't learned to deal with yet. And I think, you know, a lot of what I do is busting myths around how difficult change has to be, (laughs) how hard it is to become your best self. I think it's just not true because when we know where to start, and that really is, is here, and usually up here, (laughs) and we start taking control of our mind and then 
not tell ourselves these stories about what these emotions mean, what past painful experiences mean, because usually we take those experiences and stories and we'll tell ourselves a really de-appreciating story about it to ourselves. We'll say, oh, that's just because I'm not good enough at this, or I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not young enough, or whatever it is, right? And that sets a whole trigger of, of programming in our brain that literally leads us to a downward-facing spiral into unhappiness and depression and that's what we're seeing on this planet (laughs) absolutely yes 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 to all of this all of it so the suffering that we are experiencing right now if we can sum it up it's just a story it's a story of disconnection yes so let's connect again and yes and let's see how easy it actually is okay so you want to take us through your five steps to connect and strengthen your intuition I'd love to. These are the five steps I have found essential to strengthen the intuition, our intuition to ourselves. Okay. So some people give intuition another word like the highest self, Mm -hmm. the highest wisdom, whatever you want to call it doesn't really matter. But the first step we all need to take to be able to tune into that subtle voice, right, is that we have to step out of the buzz. And we have a heck of a lot of buzz going on on this planet right now, right? We're being bombarded with information. Just look at the food and diet sector. Look at how many different programs are out there telling you what to eat, what not to eat, when to eat, when to... It's so confusing. So (laughs) step out of that buzz and learn to take time for yourself. And this is a really challenging concept, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. the moment we think, oh, what time for myself? Does that mean I just go binge what Netflix? Or does that mean I've got to, I don't know, tap into self-love or scary things like that? Well, basically, it just means take a step out of all that information, all the people that want stuff from you, all the information that you're taking in, even on Netflix, right? That is entertainment. And make time for you, free time. And that free time can be as simple as five minutes every single day of just sitting and breathing. I know. (laughs) It can be as simple as taking, I call it a goddess bath, you know, like Cleopatra, take some milk and honey and light some candles, put some essential oils, whatever works for you and take time for pleasure for yourself. You don't need anybody else for that. And when we start doing that, our brains can calm down. Our nervous system calms down. And when we de-stress, our bodies can heal. We can make wiser choices. We can actually get into the brainwave state that we need to connect. And that is at least an alpha or theta brainwave state. So you see, most of the time we're in beta which is a very active, quick, pulsed brainwave state, right? Then we have all this information coming in. So usually we're pretty frazzled. And then when we start taking time out of that and start focusing on our breath, and I I teach really simple tools in the book of how to do many different ways of that, and take this free time, we slowly switch into alpha. And then if we go a little deeper, like say you take 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes and maybe listen to a guided meditation or some beautiful music and you breathe and you tune into happy thoughts, you're raising your vibrations on a level that your brainwaves calm down and you can start tuning into questions like, what is it that I need right now? What is the most loving choice I could make for myself right now? Or even, what do I need to say no to? Because that's step two. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Because you know why? That for me comes right after one. Because I notice the moment I 
even think about taking time for myself. Something will happen that will take my focus off that and make me believe, oh, but first I need to do this or first I need to take care of that. But you see, that that's the cycle we keep getting into. But then when you start telling people, okay, right, I, I need now 20 minutes for myself. I'll be back, right? Some people might not understand that. They might not even like it because they're so used to you being right there the whole time. <laughs> so learning to say no in a graceful way, it's so much more than just setting boundaries. It's really setting up the space for you to be yourself and for you to even start tuning into what is it that I need? (laughs) Then step three (laughs) is releasing and forgiving joyfully. So I went through a lot of stuff in my life. So I'm now married for the second time and this is my guy. This is my soulmate. But up until then, my path has been quite rocky as well. I had to figure out a lot of stuff. And I discovered that, you know, holding on to anger, and sadness of the past, those two, they're kind of like sister emotions, anger and sadness. They really become weight on our body. And they become like, we use it as a buffer to kind of feel safer sometimes. But that baggage, that fat, right, is really weighing us down from being able to actually move on and own our desires, which is the next step we want to take right? So learning to forgive and release in a joyful way. Oh, that's <laughs> I think tough. It's so important. Yeah, exactly right. You see, it's tough. And that's what we're taught. Yes. Taught, it's tough. It's hard. It takes forever. Yes. <laughs> it costs a lot of money. You need a lot of therapy for it. Yes. Years of talk therapy. Right? <laughs> but what happens in talk therapy? We usually just regurgitate. And and I'm not really, I studied that myself. I did talk talk therapy myself and I'm very grateful for that experience. But you know, at some point we've got to learn to let go. Mm -hmm. We've got to learn to say, okay, this happened. Yeah. But now I'm going to give it a different meaning and I'm going to forgive and release that so joyfully because I'm not wanting to hold on to any of that pain. I'm just taking the lessons. So I teach that as well in the book. And then when we've done all that, we get to the really exciting part. And that is where we can own our desires. Again, something that the moment you even say it, a lot will feel, what? That can't be right. (laughs) Well, you know what it sounds like? Selfish to many women. They say taking care of myself is selfish. I got to take care of the kids first. I got to get their desire in first. Yes. And where does that take us? Where has that taken us? To step number one. (laughs) Right? It sends us back to the It does, because usually when we do that, because, and then, you know, I'm not blaming anything or anybody here, but I think it's just conditioning. It's conditioning that hasn't been serving us because what happens when we just give and give and give and do and do and do, our vessel at some point is going to run dry. We're going to be empty. And when we feel empty and disconnected, we usually feel frustrated and sad and depressed and usually angry. Because we're doing so much and we're not being heard, we're not being seen, we're not being appreciated. But the ones we have to appreciate first is us. And I learned that the really hard way. I had suffered a burnout just two or three years ago from just just trying to do so much (laughs) until I realized, what what am I going to have left to give? Nothing. Yes. And that's the pattern that many of our listeners are in. And to back to the step prior, it feels unsurmountable. Mm. 
But I think, and, and let me get your opinion on that, part of the reason why it feels unsurmountable is because we are externally connected. We're connected to the expectation of society instead of being internally connected to what our intuition wants from us. Does yes. that make sense? Absolutely. Because think about it. Think about something you love doing. I, I know for you, it's like this, right? Yeah. This doesn't feel like work. Doesn't for me either. This feels uplifting. This feels so inspiring. This gives me energy because I'm doing what I love. And when I do what I love, I usually do a better job at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And when I'm doing a better job at what I'm doing, I'm inspiring more people. I'm helping more people. So everybody wins. It just makes more sense. But it doesn't mean that we're going to now, I don't know, become these selfish bitches, you know, walking over everybody else's. That's, you, you never have to tell another woman, go help someone else. We do that automatically, especially as women, because we're, we're trained caretakers. But, you know, we've got to learn to take care of ourselves first so we have more to give. And then when we start tuning into what is it that really gets me fired up, those desires really become like rocket fuel. They become that passion, that motivation that we feel to actually do the stuff we need to do. Is that what we could say living a fulfilled life or living on purpose? Yes. Yes. You know, I think I'd be a billionaire by now if I just got $1 for every time I was asked, Joy, I'm so stuck on my purpose. What's my purpose? What's my mission? Tell me. And you know, it, it's as simple as what if your mission is just to live life to the fullest, to discover how deep you can love, how much joy you can experience, how much joy you have to give. What if that is your life's mission? It doesn't have to be saving, I don't know, the planet all on your own, <laughs> becoming, I don't know, the president of some country. It doesn't have to be that. Because I think when we feel on purpose, that is that perpetuum mobile. That is that free energy we're talking about. Absolutely. And the purpose is our desire. Like if I, somebody asked me, what's your life purpose? It's actually to live my best life. That's my desire. That's what I discovered through connecting to my intuition beyond the food and discovering that doing these interview and reading the books before the interview and, and doing meditation, that's what I love. It's my desire. And mm. that becomes my purpose. Yes. And then things like cravings or self-destructive patterns that we might have yes. really switch themselves so quickly because all it really takes is that, that real huge portion of self-love. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm so delighted that we, we collaborated and concurred on our free gift for today because I think that if there's one thing I'd love everyone to walk away from, with from this interview is to really tap into that journey of self-love and discover, you know, what would it be like if I like myself so much <laughs> that I felt joy in taking care of myself? How would that life look like? So I prepared a little meditation for everyone listening, and it's just 20 minutes, and it's the perfect little power nap maybe you'd like to take at lunchtime after your lunch or maybe in the afternoon when you're feeling a bit tired. It will really reboost your energy levels, and I think you will discover over time so this takes rewiring in the brain, right? But if you were to listen to it, say for 10 days, say for 30 days, something will shift in your brain. Because you see, when, when we 
give our brain messages that are empowering, uplifting, and aligned with our highest selves, you know, aligned with where we want to go, in a relaxed state, we literally rewire our brain. And then we can stop things like all that self-judgment. We could stop negative self-talk. And we could actually tune into higher frequencies that will help us get towards where we want to go. Absolutely. So just a pause here for everyone listening. If you're listening from your device, you can go to the show notes and grab the gift right there. And if you want to go to our website, stephaniedozy.com slash 185, and you will find the link to that free gift that Dr. Joy prepared for us. Now, so let's recap. Where are we in our steps? So I don't lose track of all of them. Well, we've got to step four. We've, we've discovered how important it is to own our desires, awesome. right? Because we want that rocket fuel. Yes. So once we've done that, we get to that, mm, that expansive state of being able to, I call it tap into the universe. Okay. <laughs> so what I mean by that is for some, it's tapping into intuition, into your highest self, finding guidance and clarity on what is it that I need to do more of? What is it that I need to say no to? It's that state of connection. And when we start finding that, and it's really like a muscle we can train, it's a state, once you get used to it, you want more of it. So you will do automatically more things to keep that state, right? And in the book, I teach many different ways how to step out of dysfunctional states and step back into your state of power. So when we're in a state of power, we can start doing fun things like reading the signs of the universe, discovering, oh, why are the things happening to me the way they're happening? What part of that am I actually creating myself? And how could I create more of what I want? Because you see, when we're in a high level of vibration, when we're happy, then when our thoughts are aligned with where we want to go and we believe that we can do it, we access, I call it the quantum level. Yeah. And this quantum field is getting a lot of attention right now from science. So science is really catching up, discovering that, Quantum science really is a thing, right? And with that quantum field, when we tap into that, something magical happens. Our powers of manifestation get really sharp. Um, psychic abilities get really good because you see we're all really psychic. We just have forgotten to train those skills. And all these intuitive powers can start leading our lives in a way that we feel it becomes more effortless. And that's what I wish upon everyone. That's beautiful. And so let me just throw something out there for someone listening right now that has more religious beliefs mm -hmm. around God, right? Yes. Can you help them connect to what you're teaching in regards to religion at the same time? Replace intuition with universe, replace intuition with God, okay. whatever name you want to give creation, <laughs> love, <laughs> I don't care. This is, this is what I have really discovered for myself on this journey. So I was baptized Church of England, right? High Church of England. So that's actually a religion that was founded by Henry VIII because he had six wives and he killed many of them, right? To, <laughs> they had some, it's a strange kind of thing, right? Then I grew up in a Catholic country in Austria. So I went to Catholic religion classes. So I did all that thing. Then they discovered, no, 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 I shouldn't be in Catholic religion because I'm actually Church of England. So they put me into the Protestant religion classes. So I did that for time. And I thought, okay, whatever. Then I discovered, okay, well, you know, maybe Buddhism is fun. I have studied so many different religions. And for me, I call it God. I call it the goddess. I call it the universe. It doesn't really matter. Religious beliefs are really your beliefs. And whatever works for you, use it. I don't attach to that. 
Yeah. And I think that's very interesting. Thank you for doing that because there, there's always, when we come to that point in teaching it, there's the resistance Mm -hmm. that people place around God. And I want to say for people that are more religious is what we call spirit in religion, right? That, that little light of wisdom that's Mm -hmm. within us. That's what Dr. Joyce is referring to, to tap into, to get access to this big data bank of information. So, you know, what's the proper next step for you? Right. And think about it. If we look at just science, mm-hmm. we only see 1% of light spectrum. That's all we see. We are so fixated on such a tiny part of our reality that I'm just encouraging you to accept that there's more than you can just see. <laughs> and when you close your eyes, for instance, and you go within, And you start just focusing on your breath. And this is for many a challenge at the beginning of meditation. And, you know, it was for me too. I had such a monkey mind. I couldn't even focus for five seconds on a breath. (laughs) I'd be in my grocery list, right? But when you do that, your mind will start getting calm. It takes about 10 minutes usually for the snowball of the mind to just chill. And then you will feel it in your body. You will experience what we're talking about. And that really is what counts. It's, it's your experience and your feeling of spaciousness, maybe, or a feeling of joy or feeling just peace. <laughs> when, when you start creating that and discovering, oh, I can create that within myself and I could make more of that, you'll start seeing it reflected on the outside too, because obviously it's going to infiltrate your environment. Your, your family will start noticing you're happier and you're more balanced. So it, it really becomes a wave that you're sending out. And, and I think that is what we need on this planet right now. Absolutely. We need more centered, grounded, <laughs> happy people. And then when you are in that state, when you're at that step five, you also start seeing your environment differently because you're starting to see things that you weren't noticing before. People call them coincidences or synchronicity. They were always there. You just weren't capable of seeing them. Yes. Yes. You're removing basically the filters. Yes. We all create filters. Just know that. And, and we have different filters and we have different ways of filtering because you see, we all have different ways of taking in information. So not everybody is visual. Some people are really auditory. Other people are very kinesthetic. So just start noticing what you notice. <laughs> Absolutely. So can I make a, a parallel to eating and choice of eating? Yeah. We were talking before, I know you're, you call intuitive eating conscious eating which is probably basically the same thing as intuitive eating. But for women challenging challenge right now with their way of eating, their choice around food or movement, know that inside of you, that that voice, that light is there to guide you towards the right choices. Yes. And I'd like to add to that to say all of us have such an intelligence within our bodies. So I call it the body's intelligence is incredible. Your body knows exactly what's right for you. So I'd like to share a little tip so everyone can do something, right? I think the biggest problem we all face globally is stress, right? Just put it on one thing. And there's a great way to de-stress your body. And I would love everyone to do this before you eat anything. doesn't matter what you're eating, but before you eat, de-stress your body. Don't eat that stress as well. (laughs) And here's how it goes. You just take your index finger 
-hmm. and you go to your cupid's bow that's the kind of space between your lips and your tip of your nose do you see that here mm -hmm. and yeah. this is a really powerful acupressure point in chinese medicine mm -hmm. it's called the governor's vessel so if we start tapping here and take a few deep belly breaths you could even sigh if you wanted just de-stress and again you've already done the magic. Now, if you want to ramp it up, you could say something like, I love and accept myself, even if I'm really stressed right now. <sighs> and I love and accept myself when I now choose to be calm and serene. I am a conscious eater. I am an intuitive eater. And breathe. And notice. Mm. And now eat. If you wanna, if you're hungry, this would be a good time to eat now. If you are feeling nervous and I don't know, you have an important conversation, you've got whatever going on, tap this point and notice your entire body will literally de-stress. And I could feel while tapping, because I was doing the exercise as you were teaching it, I could feel I don't know, energy dancing around that point, like literally vibration as I'm tapping that particular point. And that goes through my whole body. Yep. This stuff works. I'm telling you. That is an <laughs> awesome exercise. Thank you very much. You are so welcome. So if I can recap those five steps in saying to tap into our intuition, we are really seeking to be in a state of joy and love. We are seeking to be in a state of neutrality is kind of the minimum. <laughs> okay. So step out of whatever drama is going on. And yep. there's another great tapping exercise I teach in the book to do that, right? Just whatever it takes, step out of that and keep finding your center. That's the minimum. The higher you want to go, the more elevated emotions you want to train yourself in feeling. And those are emotions like love. Joy, think of someone you love, think of something you love, think of a beautiful bunch of flowers, think of the kid's smile, whatever it takes, but tap into those frequencies more often. Yes. I'm smiling right now internally because <laughs> we teach about body acceptance, right? Part of our curriculum is to move women from body shaming to something that we created called body neutrality. So instead of seeking to be body positive, which is such a big gap for most women who struggle with their body image, we bring them to a state of simple neutrality first. And then from there, we can grow further. Yes. I think you're going to love the switch. Okay. That is perfect for neutrality. And I love that you're saying that. You know, it's, it's for me the same going from anger to gratitude. It's, that's hard. <laughs> Don't aim for that right away. I mean, you can aim for it, but be okay with just going into neutral first and saying, okay, first let's just accept what is. <laughs> yes. And find a little bit of good into it. And that's going to bring you to that place of neutrality. And then we can move to next step later. We're so aligned. Right. I always ask myself in moments like that, what if this is the best thing that is happening to me right now? What if that is so? And just asking that question already shifts something in your brain. Absolutely, because you're, you're starting to look for a possibility that you wouldn't have otherwise considered. So, okay, so we do those five steps. We get to that point. Then the next question that always come is, how can I be sure that my intuition is guiding me to the right place for me? How can I trust, be sure, mm. or be capable of trusting my intuition? 
Well, that's where we get back to that muscle that we're training. The muscle that we're training there is, I call it unshakable faith. Okay. <laughs> because intuition is just knowing. And it's trusting that whatever is happening right now is right. And that I have all the resources in me to make the best out of this. And to have that unshakable faith that something bigger than me is guiding me. And that something bigger that created me and is guiding me is coming from love. So when we tune into that, we're able to create more of that. And I believe that that's this utopia we're actually seeking (laughs) and creating together because it's a million dreams that are going to make this happen. Absolutely. Very interesting. So thank you for that. One more question about the book. So I didn't read it all. I didn't get to the end of it by the time we did this interview. And the link to the book, by the way, will be in the show notes. But you have a point, a, a chapter in there that says, happiness tip. And one of the tips is to say yes, a hundred times a day. Yes. Can you like <laughs> tell me a little bit more about this? That sounds very intriguing. Okay. So that, that taps into, you know, we were talking about those elevated emotions. Okay. So we want a lot of those in our lives to create more of that, right? More of what we want. So the yes energy, that the energy that happens in when we just say yes, what happens in our bodies when we say yes is a very high frequency. Just feel the difference in your body. Say no, 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 no. That kind of makes you shut down, close off, go further away, right? But if you say yes, 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 you're opening the space. So you're giving room for possibility. You're kind of challenging the universe and saying, yes, give me more. I can handle this. So you're coming from a place of positivity. And when we train our brains to see more of the good, to see more of the possibilities, we're opening up to that quantum field again. So I do this in a really fun way with my youngest daughter when we drive to school. So we sing our favorite songs in the radio. And when we don't know the lyrics, which is most of the times, we just sing yes. So we get a hundred yeses in. And you know, I noticed when I started saying yes more in life, it started getting more adventurous in a good way. I started experiencing more blissful moments and I'm starting to grow even more, right? Exponentially in a way that I'm able to elevate my being to a level where I want to be. And I think we all have that desire. We want to be the best that we can be. And I think when we start believing that we can and we start uplifting each other, we can make massive change happen on this planet. That's a very fun exercise with limitless possibility attached to it. So let's all drive tomorrow morning to work and put some fun music and say yes a hundred times. Yes, (laughs) let's do that. Awesome. So how can people take the next step with you? So we've got our free gift, which is the self-love meditation or audio. Yes. Then there's your book, which can be purchased on Amazon very easily at a low cost. But what else does Dr. Joy do? Oh, well, Dr. Joy has an awesome coaching community called the Crystalline Coaching Community, where I really dive into the individual problems that somebody comes with. And we meet twice a month on Zoom. It's really fun. I have the Joy Tribe on Facebook. So that's my, my big tribe that's open to everybody and anybody who's interested in creating more joy in their lives. So I'd love to see more tribe members there. We're from all over this world. And then if you want to work closer with me, I do offer one-on-one coachings and private retreats here in my home in Asheville. So the one-on-one coaching is online. It can be in person as well. But I love working with people in an 
intense and exclusive way that I can do when we meet here in Asheville because then, you know, we can really make massive change happen in a weekend, in a week. And that way of working just yeah, it gives me a lot of joy because Asheville is so beautiful. I can pamper someone and I love seeing them fly after a week like that. Okay, awesome. So we will link to that Facebook community, which I believe I I just became part of it too. So that's I on saw. Facebook. We'll link that in the show notes as well. That's right. And the next big event that yes. we're hosting in June in Italy, we're actually going to be live streaming all over the world again. And that is called the quantum experience. So, you know, I was talking a lot about the quantum field and how to connect to that. So if you're interested in doing that more and learning how to really become an expert at that, I'd invite you to check out our live streaming options for June and become a quantum field master. Awesome. So I'm going to link to your website. I'm assuming that is for them. They'll find more information. Perfect. Thank you. I want to say thank you very much for spending this time with us. I think you've enlightened me and enlightened many of our listeners. I think it's a blessing to be able to share this time with you and to be introducing you to our community. So thank you very much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Stephanie. There you have it, ladies. What did you learn from Dr. Joy Martina? I hope that you are inspired to go get her book, to tap into your intuition, or maybe to join us inside of the Academy to rediscover this intuitive power when it comes to your health, your weight, or your food. And I want to make sure that I reinforce the tapping exercise. That's your takeaway from today. Make sure you do that tapping exercise, that point between your nose and your upper lip, right before you eat next time and see the difference in engaging with food that that does for you. Now, just a quick reminder, we are starting to do Q&A show. So if you want to submit a question for me or even one of my guests, go to the show notes, either on your device or on our website, and then press the button and then you will be able to submit a question. And then I'm going to accumulate all those questions. And on May 30th, we're going to publish our first ever Q&A show. That is a pretty cool experience. I'm looking forward, but I need some question for you. So join us next on episode 186. So we're going to take tapping into our tuition to the next level with Evelyn Trebali, which is the author of the book Intuitive Eating. She is the leader in the field of research around intuitive eating. She's my mentor. I've taken classes with her. I got certified with her as an intuitive eating professional. And I can't wait for you to listen to her and her take on intuitive eating. She's going to teach us the 10 basic principle. So I'll see you on that show. In the meantime, I love you. And I look forward to hang out with you again.